It's TTS-169, prestige armor sets have been data mined, we got some word about the Mida multi-tool, and guided games is pretty much a disaster. All that and more, coming up. What's good, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon here for Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. Joining me as always is my great co-host Diddy. I gotta ask you, man, what's the second week of being engaged feel like? It's uh it's pretty great. I'll, I'll be honest. It's uh we're we're not really jumping headfirst into planning stages. We're kind of tr- trying to actively avoid that right now because we're focusing on training the new puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but our parents are going crazy and it's just like we got to try and pump the brakes a little bit, but um, yeah, we do have a rough estimated timeline. It'll be about a year before anything, you know, happens, uh, or at least you know, not a year until we start planning. We'll start planning throughout the next year or so. But uh, I got, I got what you meant. Official dude. I, dates I <laughs> are uh, about a year out, <laughs> at least. Cool. So um, that's all pretty much we know right now. Um, and the new puppy whiskey he's doing fantastic he is we, he has a, a nickname he's an escape artist um because he's just so adventurous and he just runs around and it's just flynn was in comparison a very relaxed puppy and whiskey is just 180 crazy all the time go 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 play 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 <laughs> and it's hard to keep track of i intentionally have worn the exact same jeans every time i've been home uh and they were already kind of ratty, and now there's just holes everywhere in them because puppy claws and puppy teeth are insanely sharp. But yes. uh, yeah, he's got razors there. Yeah, <laughs> but he starts classes, uh, manners classes, in about two weeks. Uh, this weekend, this coming weekend, we have his uh, second round of shots. So then we'll be actually able to socialize him uh, with other dogs and uh, adventure to new parks and that kind of thing. Since he'll be a uh, immunized i guess would be the word dude you've been busy getting engaged trying to plan a wedding (laughs) with your fiance and then raising a new puppy alongside your regular dog flynn so yep man good time to be times i don't know but good time (laughs) i'm just happy for you guys man i'm I'm really excited this week was fairly busy for me as well i got to try right before we recorded today halo 3 on backwards compatibility for the xbox one and it's actually really fun. Now, gotta admit, some elements of Halo 3 have aged very poorly, the net code being <laughs> one of them. But the very first match I got into, dude, guy using an old school Xbox mic and just dropping the nastiest trash talk you've ever heard, singling every net. I'm gonna brutal brutal and I mean horrible things. But I was laughing like in tears with my friend Epos Fox because it was like this is this is the Halo 3 experience I totally remember. Yep. yep. So on today's show, we're talking about the Prestige Raid Armor that was data mined, the weekly update with Bungie, which was the first of our dry twabs of Destiny 2. (laughs) It's already begun. But some cool information about Mita Multi-Tool and what uh, John Wisniewski and his team are doing about it or not doing about it at the current time. And then the topic today, we're going to talk about Guided Games, which really has been... uh, not going super smoothly. It has not been a uh, a great launch for the guided games feature, and we'll talk about what we think of the system, maybe ways that it could be improved. And Diddy and I, in the pre-show, we were sort of talking. We've pretty much gotten our feet under ourselves with Destiny 2. 
you know, I'm about 50 hours into my main character. Diddy, I think you're in like the 35-ish, maybe 40-hour range. Yeah, and we both like gotten, that. yeah, we both gotten to experience Endgame a decent amount at this point. And while we just were in love with our first 30 hours of Destiny 2, we both sort of feel like a lot of cracks are starting to show up with Endgame and just a severe lack of progression. So even if today's show seems a little bit more critique-oriented, uh, it's really just from two players who sort of experienced the game for the last three and a half years. And I think they nailed Diddy the beginning and the middle, but the end portion is just not not there for D2. So why don't we hop into the news? News! So first off, we're talking about the Prestige Raid armor. Of course, as BBK mentioned, it has been data mined, and you can see pictures of, all, of the entire gear set for each class uh, over various parts of the internet, but this one we're actually looking at is from a Reddit uh, Reddit user MDS1990. And if you've seen the raid armor before, this one's gonna look uh, very similar in uh, in the way it just looks. And uh, just I don't know. I mean, I, I look at the hunter set. I love this raid hunter set, uh, but the prestige mode armor is you know pretty much the exact same, just uh, gold plated. You know, doesn't um. The hunter mask look exactly like the four armed robot in general grievous yeah as soon as it dropped and i was very fortunate enough to have this drop at the end of our first raid um at at that last chest and when i first put it on i'm like oh my gosh i'm general grievous now and i have not taken it off (laughs) because one it's a 300 light helmet so i'm not going to take it off ever and it looks really cool so i'm very happy with that and Honestly, I haven't looked at the other armor sets because I don't have the other classes, but I imagine they look uh, pretty sweet as well. Yeah, so the main difference is some things are a little bit more gold, and there's also sort of a purple holographic glowy thing on some of the armor where cloth would normally be on the base set. I I do admit, while it does look good, um, I hope they have ornaments or something because it doesn't really look that different from the normal mode set, to be honest with you. And, yeah, fact, and if we think back to, I guess, Wrath of the Machine now, it would be the heroic set, the hard mode set, looked very similar as well in that raid. Yeah. But it did have the added effect of ornaments as well that made it look super awesome. So I agree with you. Hopefully there's something here that sets it apart. Maybe if you have the full raid set, it just it becomes its own ornament and it has some type of armor effect that'd be really cool and there are emblems for the challenges so maybe they'll be i mean i get but there's no ornament slots on this gear maybe the prestige set will have an ornament slot hmm. I, I don't know so something to think about you guys can check the link out for that on our show destiny the and uh why don't we hop into the twab nothing really of uh, big importance in the twab this week except for a little bit from john wisanuski who's the senior designer Uh, over on the PvP side of things. And he's going to basically lay down the stats that they see that Mida multi-tool usage is very high. In fact, I think for the past two and a half weekends for trials, it's up in the almost 30% for the usage. I mean, far and away, most popular weapon for trials. And you guys, if you played PvP, know about that. Strong Gun doesn't have a whole lot of downsides to it, but here's what John Wisniewski had to say on it. Hello Guardians, since the launch of D2, we have been reading your feedback, spectating streams, and watching YouTube videos. Very recently, we received our first real batch of player data from our analytics team. We've also been shoulder to shoulder with you in the trenches daily, playing the ever-loving crud out of this game. We're not ready to go into detail about any weapon or ability tuning at this point, but there is an ongoing process in play, so we did want to drop a quick line and say... 
We have heard your feedback. Thank you. Destiny 2 will get updates that tune the sandbox experience. <laughs> I, lo I love that that's a sentence, Diddy. Like, it'll get updates. And then the last sentence here. We are aware of the Mind of Multi-Tools popularity and are looking at it very closely. It is popular, but according to our data, there are options out there that match or exceed its effectiveness in all activities. Have you found one? It's only the first month of a long adventure. Many players are still gathering weapons for their arsenal, and we have a handful of guns that haven't even hit the game yet. We're excited to see how things evolve. As always, thanks for playing, and keep the feedback rolling in. And he talks about the feedback forum on Bungie as they read and check that place regularly. So a couple key things I wanted to note there when he mentions there's some guns that haven't even hit the game yet. I'm pretty much positive he's talking about Iron Banner weapons, which we'll be seeing in mm -hmm. October. And then, uh, well, Diddy, you and I in the pre-show talked about the idea of tuning before the PC release drops. You want to talk sort of about the pros and cons of that idea? Yeah, so we're you and I are under the impression that they're not going to touch any weapon tuning until after the PC releases, which is October 24th because they don't want the PC to get something other than the vanilla experience. So that's really, you know, our impression. And being able to, in an ideal world, being able to separate balancing in both PC and console is going to be a, a good thing. But this type of, you know, verbiage from the TWAB is like they're waiting to see how the PC statistics come through to then consider weapon tuning, which can be very dangerous because PC versus console balancing, if it's the same, it things are going to be way too strong on the PC or things are going to be way too weak uh, on the console because they're trying to tune for all the different platforms together instead of separately because just inherently mouse and keyboard plays differently than a controller and some things are just going to be inherently better or inherently worse in the hands of a PC player. Yeah, I think you absolutely need to have separate balance. I don't think they're going to with Destiny 2. I don't believe you're going to have a PC balance team that's going to work pretty independently of the console balance. But the way I sort of phrase it to Diddy is, Mida on PC is going to be absolutely incredible. On PC during the PC beta, the Better Devil's Hand Cannon rose much higher up in the strength category than on console. It was great on the console beta, However, on PC, it was far more effective because the additional accuracy that you have with mouse and keyboard. So when they talk about weapon balancing here, two takeaway points that I hope they keep very clear in their head. I want to see a philosophy of buffing up other things instead of nerfing Mida or nerfing things. I'd rather see them raise up other options because Destiny 1, if you guys played the game throughout the first, like three years it went on, the nerfs were nonstop, and it left a very barren landscape when it was all said and done. Instead of nerfing into oblivion, look for other options of what to buff up and create other effective options. Now, I believe that there are other effective options in the game. And then the second thing I just wanted to mention is it's probably going to be December, knowing how Bungie operates in their time schedule. You'll probably have a weapon tuning balance announcement in November some sort of stream and a month of TWABs drawing the process out and then seeing a weapon balance uh, patch going live early December right before the first expansion releases. But that's my thoughts. What do you think, Diddy? I'm going to agree with you on that timing because PC releases end of October, October 24th. And 
you know, they're, they're, it's taken Bungie a month to say, yeah, we're going to do some weapon tuning, but it, you know, it's only been a month. So we're, we're waiting to see some more statistics and, uh, I, I can understand that, but you know, it's, they have said in the past that, uh, destiny two updates for PC and console are going to be at the same time. We kind of infer that to be the DLC, but that could also be weapon tuning as well. Um, and hopefully they're they're going to be separate. But I would definitely agree with you on that timing there. Right, uh, early December was when would when we see the first balance pass come through, and then uh, the first DLC right after that. Yeah. So there was a cool tweet that you pointed out to me this week talking about you know especially in the wake of all the faction gear basically being reskins. What what was this tweet and why is it important? And this is coming from uh, at Little Big Oki. Uh, or okay, however you want to, however it's Okey. pronounced. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and he says uh, he he has a, a picture of his Titan uh, with a an entirely blue gear set of armor, and it just looks it looks incredible, looks fantastic. He says, "Why can't Bungie make some of the blue gear into legendary for the factions? More options to customize and express yourself." And when when we saw this, it it kind of you know kicked off the idea in my head. Yeah, ever since I started getting legendaries and I've started doing a power level grind, I don't care about any of the blue gear that I get. It's either infusion fuel or dismantle immediately for gunsmith materials. And I don't, I hardly ever look at any of it because one, it's the stipulation that it's blue, it's lower power level, and it's not going to be good for me. Two, it's not a legendary or an exotic so what use of it is to me and this set makes me want to keep every piece of hunter armor ever for the next couple years because i could be dismantling some legends in or not i guess legend is the poor word some some diamonds in the rough right that yeah just they look incredible but i don't ever see them because i'm just dismantling it because it's not of use to me yeah i mean come on take some of the blue sets make that the faction gear so that there's a little bit more variety. Having the reskins being the faction gear really took away from, I think, a lot of the impact of the faction rally. By the way, congrats to whoever won the faction rally. We're recording this on Sunday, as we usually do, so we're not sure who won just yet. Did he, I betrayed, oh, to all the listeners that I offended with my criticisms of Future <laughs> War Cult last week, I joined Future War Cult, okay? I betrayed New Monarchy. I went for the red, blue, and yellow. And we had some really cool weapons. However, I'm going back to Executor Hideo for the next rally. I have no hate you for Future War Cult. You guys have the <laughs> coolest room on the tower, and I am sorry for any jokes that I may have offended you. But please understand it's that Future War Cult cannot pick a color. Pick a color and stick with it. This isn't a box of crayons here. It's, it's really funny because... And we didn't plan this, and listeners, I promise, because... I also did Future War Cult because right. of the the dialogue between each of the factions. I just got the best vibe from Future War Cult, and yeah. it just it just made a lot of sense to me. And a lot of the it just so happens that Future War Cult has some pretty good gear coming out of it, uh, and I just think you know it's the way to go. So I actually might stay Future War Cult uh, in the future ones. So. I'm back, future war cult, here I am. There you go. All right, let's hop into the topic. So 
Guided Games is now out. Pretty much everybody, I think, has access to it at this point. You can go for the Nightfall, or you can go for Raid Guided Games. To sort of paint the picture here, if you're new to the concept, if you are going to be a guide, you need to have multiple clan members ready to go. So let's say you're running the Nightfall as a guide. You and a clan mate will set yourselves up and click the guided games, gonna select a guide, and then a seeker will potentially match with you. If you guys complete the activity, it goes well, you get that nice Oathkeeper score, which is basically like your Yelp review about how good your clan is. When it comes to queue times, however, for the raid, right now, people are having to search at minimum about an hour to get into a group for the raid. And there are a lot of problems that are going down with at least uh, guided games for the raid side of things right now. First of all, language problems. You have people who wait up to an hour, join a group, and then they may not even speak the language of that particular group. You can't select English as your main language. Seeing stories of like Portuguese people getting joined in with North Americans, and then it's a disappointment for not only the seeker, but the guides who are trying to like explain to them how this encounter works. Additionally, there's really big problems, Diddy, with death loops, which is something we've experienced every time we've gone into the raid, yep. where you can't get your whole group to respawn. Somebody has to go to orbit and then come back. So if you're like one of the members, like the seeker gets disconnected, they can't come back. There's not an option to like rejoin activity in progress. So imagine you've waited an hour. You're now two and a half hours into the raid. You're almost done. You get stuck in a death loop in the callus room like we did, and you get disconnected for some weird, weird reason. And Bungie, I think, is aware of the death loop and disconnect problem and are working on it. But that's just unacceptable. What a horrible experience if that was going to be your first time running the raid. And there's a couple more things you wanted to point out too, right, Diddy? Yeah, I mean, the whole point of guided games is to help people find a clan, right? And to help people, seekers, in, find a group of people to play with on a regular basis. And it's for clans to, you know, help find those people who maybe want to join their clan. Well, here's the thing. If your clan is full, if it's full of 100 members, you cannot host a guided game because there's not the option for that seeker to join you afterwards or during whatever that blows my mind when i read that initially i was like that has to be a joke because we uh, we have our xbox clan is full and we have a bunch of people on the xbox who want to host guided games but they just can't because of this limitation it's i'm going to go back to what you said you said guided games the purpose is to help seekers, you know, find a clan and help clanmates to fill up their clan. And I think that's Bungie's goal of what Guided Games is. I think what the community wanted was an easier way for them to find people to do these endgame activities. Yeah, Let's say exactly. all five of our friends aren't on right now to go run the raid. I would love to just fill it up using in-game features. And this was, in my mind, what I wanted to suffice that option. And like you said, I cannot believe that if your clan is full, you can't run Guided Games. And it's Bungie who's placed the 100 personnel limit on clans <laughs> themselves. So this overall, in my opinion, is just a complete disaster where you have LFG groups getting together in five minutes and putting a raid together in just a few minutes, whereas the in-game feature built by professional developers is an absolute train wreck. And 
right now, Diddy, this is peak population. This mm -hmm. is probably the highest numbers you're going to have in Destiny 2 right now before any of the expansions. And if the queue times are already what they are, it's Oof. it's only going to get gonna worse. Awful. Yeah, imagine being a seeker and you're going to have to wait two hours. You can't do anything while you're waiting, by the way. You have to just sit in orbit. And one of the reasons you're going to have longer queue times is there's no rewards for the guides. Why would There's a no guide... incentive, right? There's yeah. no incentive for guides to host those games. And yeah. like you said, if you have a thousand seekers and only a hundred guides, queue times are going to be insane. And the, <laughs> the fact you can't do anything while you're waiting is incredible, right? With uh, another game like Overwatch, right? Obviously, it's just multiplayer. You can do whatever you want while you're searching for a game. You can you can skirmish. You can just load into a map and just you know play around with different heroes or whatever, and it'll just pull you from that instance when it finds a game and push you in the game. I can kind of understand why they don't want to do something like that with Destiny because you know it's it's a quote unquote social game. If you're doing a public event, you're about to complete it, and it's like oh you found a guided game here. I'm going to pull you from that activity, and you don't get anything for all your effort. I mean, maybe they could impl uh, implement something like, hey, you found a guided game and it does like a little timer on your screen. Do you want to accept or not? It's like a 30 second timer where you can either complete that activity or abandon it, whatever. There would be ways around it, right? But the fact that you have to just sit there in orbit for 45 minutes to an hour at peak times, peak, peak population times, just to find a game that you might get disconnected from, which you can't rejoin, that's really frustrating. Totally. And... I think it's kind of unacceptable, like in 2017, that you can't just go and do patrols, you can't go to the tower, you can't do anything. The feature you talk about is in pretty much every MMO ever, Diddy, when you queue up for a dungeon. The thing pops on screen, we found a group, and then you can either accept it, but you only have, like, I think 30 seconds to a minute to accept that invite. It's it's just, it's a bummer because I really wanted this to be the entry point of a lot of people who never got to experience yeah. endgame stuff to actually try it, and me, myself... I would have used this feature in a heartbeat had it have worked a little bit better. When we first heard it announced, I was all for it. And I understand that Bungie can't control directly how many guides are on, but they can incentivize guides with rewards. If you want to have lower queue times, Bungie, give some good rewards for the guides. Allow them to put in place English-speaking options or at least indicate region. what the main language indicate is. Indicate what region you're in, yeah. Something like exactly. that. Exactly. Fix the disconnect and death loop problem, period. And if somebody DCs from the activity, do the option of, hey, we noticed that this ongoing activity is still going, just like League, Diddy. What happens when you leave a League match or get disconnected first yeah, time you, you log either... back in? You either have to rejoin the match or wait until the match concludes, and then there's some type. There's probably some type of penalty as well. You know, if if I quit out of a match, it's it's been a really long time since I played League of Legends. Thank thank goodness. But uh, it, it just there's like a 15 minute. If you dodge, if you quit out of the queue before the game starts, there's like a 10 15 minute delay until you can actually queue back up again. So there there's demotivators in place for for you know people who are trying to abuse the system. You know, there could be something like that. It leads to a bigger question, Diddy, and it's something we've talked about for a long time, and people hate and love the idea of raid matchmaking. We have like 50% of the listeners who've always been like, it's a feature that they should do, and we've also had 50% of the listeners who adamantly say, no, no way, it'll be a disaster. I still stand by what you and I have talked about multiple times on the show is, 
I think there should be matchmaking for the nightfall, especially if they're just going to keep it at 240 light and it's going to continue to exist as is. I, I don't even think it should have the constructs of the way guided games works limiting it. And then for the raid, create like an LFR tourist mode difficulty where the re rewards are severely uh, lessened, but people can still experience the art and get a taste of the content. Because if you give them a taste, I guarantee you they're going to work to try and find a group to do the normal or prestige mode of it. That's just where I land. I know not everybody will agree with that, but I, I think we can unanimously agree, right? Guided Games is not going smoothly. It's no, it's there's not very much incentive to do it. And with all the, you know, uh, apparent flaws with the system of, of how, you know, I have to jump through a couple different hoops, jump over a couple different hurdles to actually get that guided games completion is I think it's just way too many. Right. And like you said, I think guided games was a great opportunity for people to start experiencing this content but with all these limitations it's it's just more trouble than it's worth at the moment it needs to be more worth while than the trouble that it takes to actually get that completed and i'm with you i mean i'm hard i'm very majorly a solo player myself so i would have used this if it was like an lfr lfg in a heartbeat but that just it doesn't seem to be the case right now like <laughs> if i'm playing solo and i want to raid and I only have a few hours to play a night, you know, maybe I'm, I might not be able to complete the raid. I might be able to do a few encounters, but if I have to spend the majority of my time sitting in a queue, I'm not going to want to do that at all. Like no. if you didn't know the queue times were 45 minutes and you just sat there in orbit, you would probably quit out after five or 10 minutes. Like this is taking too long. I'm just going to go do something else. It's not worth my time. Yeah. I mean, and the feature as a seeker is generally geared more to somebody who is a casual player, right? who yep. probably doesn't have a ton of time to sit in orbit and wait. So it's and what just, about the guides who are hosting a guided game have never completed the raid before? Yeah, I there's, mean, there's shouldn't not you be required that, as a guide, right, that's, to beat that's it? That's not a requirement to host a guided game. You do not have to have the raid completed to host a guided game. And in some cases, that's that can be a good thing, but people who are seeking want to be taught the raid. They want to learn the encounters by someone who... Well, I'm not going to say everybody. I'm not going to do a blanket statement. I'm saying like uh, most people who are seekers want to learn about the content. And if the guide they get paired up with doesn't know the encounters either, I mean, that can lead to a lot of frustrations as well. Yeah, it's it's in an odd state. And I think it underscores a conversation that you and I are going to have to talk about over the next few weeks of shows. And that just is lack of good endgame rewards, lack of progression. You know, we've sort of seen the gutting of endgame and Destiny 2 really representing they, this weird rotation, you know? I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, like before Destiny 2 came out, they said, yeah, the progression, we had to stop it because it was just so long. So they had to plateau it at some point. What was it before? And how yeah. did we get that? That's <laughs> like... Did you, did you reach of... 305 in 15 hours? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what, what was it before? And I think maybe you should have the players decide that for themselves. Like if they want to keep grinding or if they want to reach the max level sooner. I mean, I think that would be something that you would do after launch, not before. Yeah. I mean, I've loved my time in D2 thus far. It's just Me too. at like I 52 mean, or 53 yeah. hours, I feel like I have virtually all the gear that I want. And since Grimoire is gone, all currencies are virtually gone. The random perk rolls on weapons are gone. 
I feel like there's nothing left to go after, and I don't really understand that, because even in Vanilla Destiny 1, which was chock full of problems and also criticized for being very shallow, it still had incentive to run the raid every single week. It took me over 20 VOG attempts to get a Mythoclast. I've still never gotten a Fatebringer to drop. Hard mode VOG attempts, because that's the only way you could get it. <laughs> and remember, level 30. Like, if you got to level 30 prior to the Dark Below, you raided Oof. pretty much every week because of the shards. And it's just, it's so weird to me that Destiny 2 endgame honestly feels quite a bit more shallow than Destiny 1 vanilla endgame did. Yeah, I'm not saying it's totally, like, flawed. I have enjoyed a lot about it. It's just... I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's definitely a, a predicament because this time around, I've there's a lot more going on in my personal life. I'm playing a lot less of Destiny. And so I honestly, I would probably consider myself to be a casual gamer at this point for Destiny, um, even though I'm, I'm reading up and learning everything I can about the game without being able to play it. But when I log in, it just it feels like I'm, you know, I'm not that far behind because there's a lot of just freebie rewards that you get. I mean, the clan engrams from Hawthorne are incredible. I love them because it's just like, oh, what goodies do I have this week? It's <laughs> that's really great, and I'm I'm just enjoying my experience, even though I'm not playing it every single day after work uh, until my uh, you know my eyes are bleeding because I just you know don't stop. Yeah, and it's early on in the Destiny Two cycle. I'm sure once the PC release comes out, we'll start seeing live events. I don't see them pushing any live events other than Prestige Mode and Iron Banner before. Yeah. October, so or the end of October, I mean. But. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't even have an official word on when Iron Banner would be. So maybe it'll be this week's by surprise, or maybe it'll be next week or the week after. Yeah. Well, thanks for everybody for listening. Hope you had a good time. Where can people find your content, Diddy? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D T S, D I T T Y, D T S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W O O O S H N E S S. You can follow the links from today at destinytheshow.com. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at destinytheshow. You can follow me on Twitter at bbkdragoon on both YouTube and, yeah, on both places. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next time.